a rainbow road to parts unknown. Will the heroes stay on the track? Find out this week on Hapless Heroes. I have a plan. Who's got pliers? Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and dungeon master for this week's festivities. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Dave. Let's start as we start any other week by introducing our cast. We're going to start from my left this time with Phil as Hedrick, the entertainer. Man, I could get used to this zero gravity thing. To his left, we have Nicole as Boris the Benevolent and or Butcher. I really hope I don't hit the floor, ceiling, wall at the bottom. To her left, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I hope everybody reads my story. To his left. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're done. Falling to his left, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Again, we whoosh! <laughs> to his left, we have James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. And his left, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. I always have a plan. And as we left off, the party was falling upwards, perhaps into parts unknown, swirling, whooshing darkness with pulsing colored lights heading off to somewhere. Mm. Whoosh! Whoosh. Mama. Yeah. Whoosh. You know, Hoblet, last time I did this, uh, I sang a song, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not in the mood right now. <laughs> punked we are so we just whiz through here what's going on the party whizzes for a time each other uh yes you can see each other because i think that's cinematically fun and comical okay who's giving space for interactions whilst falling have we like kind of leveled with each other at this yeah. point? Are we like yes. okay? Pretty much, it's it's all like you're skydiving as a group, except there's not really air whooshing past, but you know there's a sense of movement. Boris is going to slightly open the pocket with the beer in it and try to catch it in her mouth, hoping that it flies up out of the pocket. You don't have a straw it. in one of your pockets. No, she wants to catch it. Um, oh, I see. I can see a, um, give me a, uh, yeah, give me a dexterity or any sub dexterity check you want to try to apply to it. Hmm. I feel like that's not acrobatics. I'll just go with straight up dexterity, even though acrobatics would be better. Hey. 
23. Oh, yeah. God, you're 13. It is happening. That's going to be fun for you. Yeah, yeah, well. Okay, she... I, how, how do I feel about that? What does this ale taste like to me? Because I'm pretty sure that I've never had god ale before. See, I, know, I didn't want to presume, as you were Baroness of Riverford, there was probably no way anyone could have stopped you had you wanted to in your previous life. But if you're saying you haven't... She's this probably is... had ale before, but like not like god ale, right? Like and like socially... Like, like yeah. she likes to like maintain that she's like a good baroness, but she's probably had like back alley ale before while dealing with her more like roguish side of things. Yes. Okay. Good. This is this is a perfect chance for a Constitution saving throw. Yeah. If she's never had ale, oh boy. She's never had dwarf god. Yeah. Ale. While in free fall. <laughs> if, if you're if, sixteen. If you're within ten feet of me, you can also add plus four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just warning you if you throw up on me one more time. Chavel, you just you put me at ease. <laughs> 20 including the plus 4. Well, we'll we'll take that 20. And thump. You land in soft but dead grass. Huh. Okay. Sounds? All of us? Smells? Yes. Looking around you, you notice that the sky is overcast. It's light out, but you cannot determine the time of day. You cannot see the sun. There is extending all around you a field of long but dead grass over light and gentle hills. In front of you, about a quarter mile, appears to be some sort of very large almost larger than a mansion, like a small palace or maybe like a stately house. There are no other discernible features around. The grass extends to the horizon in all directions. Quinn, do you have a compass on you? Of course I do. Just pull it out, see what it's doing. Oh, I pull it out. The needle spins lazily. Okay. Lazily, it is spinning. Okay, just making sure that we haven't like found ourselves on some kind of material plane. That sounds that's an innovative check. I like that. Mm. So we're definitely somewhere still, like you know, beyond maybe where we understand. Um, well, I mean, I guess there's obviously that place. There's there's an obvious landmark here that we can investigate. But um, before that, I'm actually going to investigate the grass. The grass. If, yeah, just kind of maybe get a. I, don't know, I just kind of understand maybe like what it's like, what it looks like, how, like its composition, like you know maybe if I can determine an origin or something, you know, from something I've read before. It's almost like straw or hay, and then it is about that kind of you know almost almost like a plastic straw's thickness, um, and long but brittle and dead. We're talking like two feet long. Okay, so like a little bit shorter than me. Yes, yeah, so it would be a little shorter than you. It's sort of laying down a little bit, so it's only about waist high. Okay. Does it? Are there any like ambient sounds here? Is it like like what is like what is there like a breeze? You know, I'm just kind of like kind of trying to gauge like what the environment is that we're in. Make a perception check. All right. 
13. Nothing particularly remarkable. Maybe there's a gentle breeze. Okay, but like not like a bird chirping or something like that, right? There's no real sounds no. of nature. Okay. No, no sounds of nature or life. Speaking of which, Hedrick will pipe up. Hey, you're Felix. Uh, you think maybe I should try to scout ahead, see if I can get a better look of the perimeter around here? I mean, there seems to only be that one giant house. I mean, I can also send Slim. Actually, is Slim here? Since she was technically the like my familiar was the first thing first one to enter this planar, this like this you know rainbow bridge so to speak. Does anything happen when your uh, familiar gets more than a thousand feet away outside of losing contact? Nope, that's it. Nope, Slim would have been here, slightly dazed from you know hitting the turf um, okay. a minute before the rest of you. Okay, cool. Uh, Maybe not. Send, even, but, you know, I can send her ahead to scout so that way none of us put ourselves in any danger. I think Slim is quite possibly the most productive member of our party right now. Of course. Perfect. <laughs> Always is our most productive member. She. Uh, she. And, and I'm going to, you know, do the thing where I roll my eyes in the back of my head, now perceive through Slim's senses and I'm essentially like kind of controlling my familiar. And um, how far away is this like castle like structure or this mansion like structure? About a quarter mile. About a quarter mile. Okay, I'm just going to send her like up a couple hundred feet and maybe out another few hundred feet just to kind of like survey our general like surroundings and like maybe our path towards this place and see if there's anything, any movement, any activity of any kind. You know what I mean? Um, Just kind of like looking around. This exact terrain stretches to the horizon in all directions. Interesting. And so really the only landmark, the only feature here is that like mansion. Yes. No other movement here, nothing moving around, like are any sort of visible things moving around outside of this structure or is it too far away to see? Yeah, you you have noticed nothing. Okay. And Slim hasn't either. No. Okay. Um, I'll send her back down to me. I'll have her just kind of curl up on my shoulder in her usual spot, you know, kind of like almost like around my neck. Um, right. And I'm going to say, what? I mean, it looks it looks clear. Let's go. OK, um, Boris hitting the ground like a ton of bricks was a bit of a shock, uh, especially with everything else going on. I'd like you to make a second constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Junk, okay, it's yeah. still plus four from Jarrell, so. Yep. Oh, yeah. Whew. Oh, 10 total, including the plus four. You're feeling a little uneasy here. You're not you're not sick, but um, things things are a little unsteady. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no, we got the Baroness drunk. drunk. Yeah, I don't know if we did that. I know, but like, you know, we are partially responsible for just being here. We are accessories to this. Hmm. I would, um, I'd like to interject for a little DM discretion. Uh, at sure. least I'm, I'm curious as to the amount of time we spent portaled into the plane of wind and water and then portaled back to like Legredex and now portaled to this new place. Does any of that count as like rest time? No, you have been on the go the whole time. 
Okay, I figured as much because I think I used that inspiring leader when we portaled yes. the first time and we flew into Legradex. Yes, mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. Um, Hedrick is feeling a little moved in this new environment, and while we are marching towards our destination, he's going to take a chance to inspire Hoblet. Because this place, thing. yeah, this this feels a little gloomy. Sure. And he has a different sense about him. Certainly, in the time that you've known him, he've he's tried to like expand the way that he plays music to reach the broadest sort of demographic. And everywhere he goes, his music seems to evolve. <clears throat> One. Three. Beware when evil comes round to any kingdom, village, or town. A timer keeps counting down for Hoblet the Smasher. Oh my god. Loyalty you will find in him. Every day he honors his kin. Trixie breaks through the bone and skin for Hablet the Smasher. Do, 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 do. Never know just what'll do. So don't ever cross the dwarf who hates dwarves. Wow. That was incredible. <laughs> Fucking damn right. Don't cross the door that hates doors. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have never felt so inspired. <laughs> <laughs> when when we find ourselves like getting to within I'm gonna say about 500 feet of this structure, I'd like to kind of stop everyone and send Slim forward once more. Oh, okay. Feet? About 500 feet. Okay. All right, Slim uh, forges out ahead, and this is a um. Uh, a very large manor house in the same style and tradition as would be seen in the kind of far suburbs around Tarantis. Okay. A similar style, but very large. Like the really rich people who wanted to live out of town would live somewhere like this. Um, It has a brick facade um, white trim around uh, the windows, and there are some on each of the four fl- or three floors that you can see. Um, circling around the building, is there only one visible entrance? Yes, there is, and it is the one right at the front. Okay. Um, any windows that I can potentially peer into on any of the floors? Uh, there are windows. There are curtains over each of the windows that it is impossible to see through. Okay. Okay. No one outside, though. I don't. Not a. I don't hear anything. Not a bird. Not a rabbit. 
All right, I'll, I'll flip back to my senses and give the all clear to proceed. Let's go. Hoblet walks up and knocks on the door. Uh, when, <laughs> when we get to 60 feet he out, He already Jarrell, said it. I was going to no, say I know. it happened. Jarrell's uh, so <laughs> still going to use the divine sense while he's okay. knocking on the door. That's fine. We can resolve both at the same time. Um, by all means, let's... Um, uh, let's see. Divine Sense searches for. Uh, refresh me on that again. Yep, Fiend's face, Celestial's undead. Desecrated and consecrated. Fiend's face, Celestial's undead. And consecrated slash desecrated. The fact that he has to think about it, yeah, is is scary to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why. Yeah. I no, I do it. want to make sure that I've got my uh, got everything crossed, and um, there is the faint sense of a fiend, but it's really hard to tell. Like it's somewhere deep in here, or it's really weak. Okay. Do I still sense the undead? Um. No, you do not sense the undead specifically related to Felix. Oh, well, yes, if you um if you still would have sensed Felix before, you continue to sense Felix as the undead now. Uh, well, desecrated, right? You said not yes. undead. Desecrated. You said it you said you said that this was oh. desecrated. Oh, that's desecrated. Yeah. I think Felix um, isn't technically undead. Just making just sure. Path of I, the undying. Right. So Right. Pseudo. Pseudo. Okay. All right. But yes, that uh, that is still desecration on his head with a capital D. And I can sense the type and location before when I did this, I didn't sense I wasn't the location because I wasn't there when you, right. when you sensed it. Now I'm so I sent, you I, physically. I sense a fiend and desecrated coming from Felix's forehead. Um, <laughs> Just well, the desecrated. Yeah, the desecrated is there, and it is very loud and clear. Um, Jarrell will stop for a second. Now, Hoblet's already knocked on the door, so I don't know if I have an actual chance to say anything. Um, the knocking happens while you are saying it. Yeah, okay. in, in my eyes, I kind of am like, let's go. I walk up and knock on the door, and I'm assuming that you all are coming with me. Of course we are. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But, so it's just, uh, but yeah. Because Jarrell did the divine sense... It just now dawned on him that what's in Felix's forehead is probably the most desecrated thing <laughs> that you've ever encountered in your entire life. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. Especially <laughs> concentrated to that fine point. Uh, Jarrell will stop as Hoblet's knocking on the door and say, Felix, what is that in your head? I know we've discussed that you it's a combination of the gems, but what is it? Okay. Uh, First of all, I don't like it when you look at me like that. Um, please. He's like right. Sword. He's like yep. right. He's like poking your forehead. Don't touch it. <laughs> I don't touch it. Yeah. The door echoes hollowly as it is knocked on. And there is no answer at present. Okay. Yeah, I just want to um, wait to let this conversation play out for an un uncomfortable number of indeterminate moments. So, okay. Um, and I'm trying to think about what Felix would truly know about it. Like we... I think he already did know that this had some ties to Vecna. 
in some way. Yes, um, that that depends on how thoroughly and how much risk was put into the um, investigations that Felix had done off camera on that. Well, I did mention that uh, Felix had uh, gone through several lab assistants. Yeah. Um, while while investigating and, and and discerning more about this. Okay, but I just want to, you know. Okay, so. In my research, um, I found that this was uh, an artifact that was called. Um, and Jarrell, I really need you to. I really need you to understand that that this was unintentional. That it is now in my head, but I need to assure you that measures were taken to cleanse as much as I could so that this is safer. But this artifact is, I should also offer a disclaimer that that we are friends, right? We're friends, right? Jarrell? Jarrell, just looking at you. (laughs) I'm gonna need a yes or no, bud. Um... We've been through a lot together. We fought a lot of bad things together. You know that I have the good of, you know, the greater good in mind, right? With the decisions I make. Yes? Uh, Jarrell slowly nods. Okay. <clears throat> so this is an artifact called the Third <laughs> And the door opens. Yes, it does. <laughs> Great, fantastic. And oh, uh, yeah, what's that? <laughs> standing at the door is a boring but slightly familiar figure. Yes. Oh my oh, god, is this Steve no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Does he recognize from Alba the Felix heist? and Quinn? Yeah. From the Does heist? Who is this? Steve Adore. The butler from the heist. Right, so Hedrick don't know who this guy is. No, he doesn't either. The heist where the Hoblet timer was born. The one where we just asked you to just stay outside for 10 fucking minutes and not and do you anything. Grappling and grappling hooked onto the roof. The, yeah, and then you did the direct opposite thing that we asked you to do. Wait a minute, you guys know this asshole? I'm sorry, sir. Um, yes, I didn't mean yes, that. I remember him now. Uh, I remember that episode. We were, we were in costume last time we met him, so... Hello! Good sir. Oh, uh, what, what has brought you back? Okay, so apparently you already know about us. So I'm just gonna <laughs> go ahead and say that. Um, where is back? Can you just can you just elaborate that real quick for us, old Stevedore Bud? No. Okay. Who's here? Myself and the master. Oh, the master is home. He will be displeased to see you. Are you kidding me? We took one of the worst things that could you ever possess off of his hands. We he should thank us that we got rid of that bullshit. It's possible. Jarrell is totally doing the Travolta like, wait, what? Felix was telling me something. This guy knows them. They stole something from him. Jarrell, just just hang on a second, bud. Like we got this. Stevedore, my friend, my guy. 
<laughs> Listen, Felix always resorts to flattery. It's in my fucking character traits. Uh-huh. Don't at me, bro. So, uh, <laughs> don't you don't don't do that. Don't do that, James. This this like I can't I can't focus when you're when you're visualizing a timer. <laughs> I'm giving you a chance. It's on though. Um, <laughs> obviously, like we 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 are here. I we got here through some very strange methods. Um, we just need to know where here is. And maybe we could speak to the master and we're kind of work some things out. You know, listen, whatever happened is water under the bridge. It's it was a long time ago. So much has happened since then. We've grown. I'm sure you've grown. You know, there's been a lot of growth that's happened in the last however long it's been. <laughs> Not sure if you know this, but we're <laughs> heroes now. You know, we're like kind of saving the whole world kind of situation over here. So, like, I'd say that our, our goal here is very noble. Stevedore, old buddy, old pal. You're can hoping I, that the master can is I roll a, Can I roll a persuasion on that? Sure, you can roll it. And that's 20. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this is the you shit can't get... You can't get what you want unless you ask for it. Oh man! I told you I was I was putting my die. Yeah. I set I I, I set I put them with the twenty side up when we started. They've just been sitting there with all that weight just sinking down to the bottom. So that as soon as I roll them, that's where they're gonna land. That's science. Yep, there's good science behind that. I'm just gonna Makes kiss sense. the die as a thank you. Mm. Gravity is a thing. <laughs> Yeah, give me a moment here. Twenties in those positions are hard to account for sometimes. Okay, if you want just what the what the number is, it's a thirty. If we're just gonna <laughs> yeah. do straight up roll, <laughs> because he has a plus ten to his priest. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but yeah, no, we're not we're not fucking with the sanctity of the nat twenty here. That's not our game, so. So what if cannot, just like push I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I genuinely cannot fucking believe that I just rolled another one with the same die. Oh man, I'm never. I should play the lottery today. I was gonna say, friend, you don't win money for having weighted dice in D and D. Right. Take those things to the casino. I mean, he is rolling with two bards in the party. Persuasion mm-hmm. is out the yin yang. That's fair. I will have a charisma battle with each and every one of you. Will you? Not really. Yeah. We were all on the same team. Yeah, but you've got secrets. Excuse hmm. me. We have a Quinn. Yeah, yeah Quinn and a Felix. Yep. A lot yeah, of secrets. the thing is, Quinn's obvious about his secrets. And you're oh, not. I was about to talk about it. Go back inside. Felix was no, talking. No, 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 no. Don't listen to my friends here. We're, ha- we're having a conversation, Hedrick. If you insist on meeting the master, yeah. then nothing will stop you with meeting the master. I assure you, it won't be nearly as pleasant for you as it will be for him. 
and he will be displeased. Well, let's go already. Well, okay, but hold on a second. That, that, let's maybe ask a few more questions here, Hoblet. The uh, door slams shut. With hold us on, outside? With us out, still outside? <laughs> we came into this place through some magic fucking portal into a grass field with one GD house. I want to talk to the dude that lives here. Like, I don't... There's nothing else to investigate. He's why we're here. We're coming to talk to him. Dave, but, uh, Dave are we standing on, like, yeah. some sort of threshold or porch? Yeah, like a porch. Like some out front here. <laughs> like, it, it isn't just grass right up to the doors. There's There's some landscaping outside. Can you um, knock on the door again? There's, there's a path. Can you knock on the door again? We were supposed to try to go inside if you want to meet this guy, so like we're kind of out here. I am obviously deflecting from the conversation I'm just ha- I was just having. <laughs> Hedrical knock. The door echoes hollowly. Stevador, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry, okay? I got emotional. I just we just want to talk. I understand that there's some bad blood here. But we we really don't mean harm. In fact, we I I don't know you. Uh, they know you, but I we're just a little lost right now. Okay. As Hedrick is uh, rambling into a closed door, uh, Jarrell will turn his attention back to Felix and say, um, "Felix, you were saying what? Oh that right, was? <laughs> yes. Um, so again, Jarrell, disclaimer, right? Like we're friends." We've been through a lot together. <laughs> you know, bullshit. you know that like we've obviously like destroyed the undead together. Like I'm on, we're on the same side. Dave, uh-huh. I have since pounded on the door again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the door continues to echo hollowly. Just so, so you anyways, know. Um, so this artifact, you know, that I came across that, that we, you know, that we all had together at one point, right? When all the gems fused together. Uh, is something called the third eye of Vecna. That person. Felix. <laughs> um, I was kind of hoping for the door to open again so I could interrupt it. <laughs> oh no, I saved you once. In the uh, name of and then, I, and, I, and then I, as soon as I say Vecna, I immediately flinch, like as if he's going to hit me. Um, so Jarrell turns to Hoblet now and say, oh, good, Felix, um, apparently a eye of Vecna is constantly on your forehead. That's fantastic. Um, okay, like I said, like I said, I did take measures to attempt to cleanse this artifact after it fused itself to my forehead, because you will not believe the horrible shit that I saw as soon as it did that. Jarrell, How successful you think you were, Felix? Point number two, I didn't ask for this. Jarrell would me. like to do a religion check to know if Vecna can see through his third eye. Okay, by all means. Oh, yeah, this is like a fucking spy cam. Right. 18. Dude, it's the third eye of Vecna. <laughs> it's a spy cam. Um, is there any way we can cover that? <laughs> Jarrell will like kind of like put his hand over it, like don't look at us. Kind of um, <laughs> Does anyone have a bandana? 
Boris pulls out the piece of bubblegum cigar that she's been chewing on and just walks just... over and splats it onto Felix's third eye. Okay, so thankfully the bubblegum is between your hand and uh, the gem. Oh, yeah, yeah. She which like, is fantastic. Squish it over. Yes, it begins to instantly boil off. Like I said, don't touch it. I didn't that's a that's a really good sign, Felix. I'm glad that you're allowing Vecna to just watch everything. That <laughs> I'm not doing. allowing anything, Jarrell. You're saying this as if I had a choice in the matter. It literally attached itself to my forehead, and I can't get it off. Uh, Jarrell, your fucking liability, man. Jarrell turns to Holly. Aren't you glad you went and got him? It's very good for all of us. I'm I'm so excited that Vecna oh. is currently watching. Hey, Vecna, and Jarrell flips off Vecna. <laughs> Right. Probably <laughs> muscle rolling his eyes because he's so full for Felix's nonsense and his Vecna spying clans. While everybody's distracted with this, Boris has pulled a piece of floor bacon out of her pocket and proceeds to stick that to the <laughs> Yes! Please Fried don't use bacon. my head as a cooking device! Yes! <laughs> Extra crispy, please! I, 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 I rip off the piece of, ban- of, of of bacon and like throw it onto the flagstones below me. Like, this is not your personal stove. This is my burden. My curse. Well, while you're yelling at <laughs> Boris, Jarrell is pulling down his pants and mooning Vecna. <laughs> you know what, Felix? If you don't like what you see, you can look away. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jarrell's ass is <laughs> just like right in your face. It's all about my face. I was gonna say you're gonna have to you're gonna have to squat down a bit for it to be in my face. Uh, yeah, not that much. <laughs> you're about waist high already. You're right about level. Two and a half level. feet tall. Yeah, you're right about level already. <laughs> Listen, like I said, I didn't ask for this. I. Is it worse if I say that I also attune to it? It's oh, worse, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. It is. In fact, it is. That's just <laughs> nasty. Uh, I can't decide if this is something. Uh... Listen, you could. We could. We, we could. We clearly don't want this thing, right? No. This thing here with us. Okay. I mean, so, it could be a useful he's tool, person, you know. Hoblet. No, the gem. <laughs> I think, right. Dave, if it doesn't totally jag everything up, if I somehow like accept Francesco's luck and actually get this, I would like to use my divine intervention to see if I can get Clangin' in to take this thing out of his forehead. <laughs> Is that real or no? Um, you can make your divine intervention roll. Before you start praying there, Hobbit, just know that it's probably safer in my forehead. If you were to remove this, it's just going to fuse itself to somebody else here, and I doubt they'll be able to survive the process. Like I said, I've been, I've been through several lab assistants. Holy All shit. Right. This may All be... Right. Fine. This I don't like I don't like it either. N- n- nowhere in this that I say this was a totally cool situation. This is awful. I hate it. This may be a perverse thought, but what if Felix put on the helmet of Valen 
like that would just I that, that would be bad. That would be very bad. I feel like I'm kind of terrified for what would happen if that. Would Jar Jarrell pulls his pants back up and kind of like tucks the helmet of Valen away from Felix. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> Jarrell. You better be careful. Okay, now we, for all we know, we we got a spy here walking with us. Now that ain't right. Felix didn't sign up for that. Felix, we're not blaming you. But at the same oh, yeah. time. Jarrell's yeah, not so certain that he's not blaming Felix. Yeah, yeah I, I you might be the only one not blaming him. <laughs> Mostly because we made it this far and you just fucking forgot to tell us. You dropped the bombshell on the porch, okay? <laughs> Oops. That's kind of a big deal, buddy. Here's the thing. I have it's a plan. Who's got pliers? <laughs> Tried that actually uh, did not go well for the pliers or or my forehead. <laughs> Boris pulls a crowbar out of one of her pockets. No, 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 no! Keep that away. Somebody get Steve, whatever his fucking name is, back out. Just here someone give me a bandana. Maybe if you guys just can't look at it, you'll just forget it's there. We're Bacon. not gonna forget it's there. Bacon yeah, didn't but work. It Quinn pulls a very, very bright, sequiny purple bandana out of his bag. I'm going to try to put it on. It'll go on. Oh! Sorry, like we're, in an, we're in an 80s movie now. Yeah. <laughs> So there's now a, a sweatband. Holy shit! It, I'm, I'm like, look, I got parallel flashbacks here. <laughs> uh, do you want me to turn into him? I can look like him if you want. It'll make you feel better with me wearing the bandana. And I, I shape shift into Paradil. It is noted on the record that you now look like Paradil. Does that mean he has defunct and denoise at his no. side? No, okay. no, no. I just, I just have the physical features. Like I look okay. like, I look like Paradil. I have his and hair, his. Face, your skin tone. You're still in your clothes. Yes. I just look like Paradell. Oh, go. I kind of dig the facial hair, Felix. <laughs> it's a change up for you. <laughs> I had a beard before. Yeah, but this is all pointy now. <laughs> I don't know. I think it looks kind of douchey. Well, the ponytail. I'm just kidding, Zach. If you're listening, I love you, and it's actually not. But you specifically described that ponytail as douchey yourself. It was no longer douchey after it was proven he was balding. He had the the male pattern, with, male pattern baldness, up, yeah. with the wispies up top and a ponytail. So you just feel bad for him. It's no longer douchey. I was gonna say, if you have that thing in your forehead, why don't you just shape shift? to Felix without that thing in his forehead. Um, as you can tell, I shapeshifted into something else and it's still there, bud. All I do <laughs> is, listen, okay. Brief, brief, quick, quick lesson on how shapeshifters work, right? And how changelings work. Yeah. We can just, we can change our skin tone. We can change the bone structure in our face. I can't change a foreign object in my forehead. That's always gonna be there. I can change the color of the skin around it, but I can't just magically you know, just, I don't know, change my figure to just pop it out of there. I've tried that. I've tried every form I possibly could do. Jarrell will again, Jarrell will again what? tap Pablo on the shoulder. Uh, do you think if we take his head off, it'll stay there? <laughs> Boris has again got a knock on the door in this time. It continues to echo hollowly under each knock. All right, I'm going to turn the knob. It is unlocked and opens easily. Yep, we're going in. 
I'm going to follow right. them in before Jarrell chops my head off. <laughs> right. Because otherwise I'm just going to end up getting in a fist fight with Felix out here. <laughs> he's been spying on us and he didn't tell us. In the room It's opened. not even him spying. It's Vecna spying. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he knew that Vecna was spying. And I said I went through every possible effort I could to cleanse it so that hopefully Except it doesn't happen. Except put a bandana on, apparently. That was right. not in your... I put this on to make you feel better. Um, as as we're walking into the house and still bickering, um, does Jarrell know if Vecna can see through the bandana? Okay, I mean, we we, we did just establish I, this. You you can make some guesses as to the efficacy of the powers of a literal god versus bandana. Yeah, I'm gonna guess the <laughs> so bandana little to nothing. Yes, even a sparkly bandana. Ah, it so, turns out sparkles are the downfall of god gems in the forehead. Right. That's Glitter. It. The sequence throws his vision off. He <laughs> <laughs> can't see shit. It's like looking through a fucking disco ball. All right. So you step in through the front door, the double, you know, one, the right of the two double doors opens, and you step into a large foyer of sorts. Two staircases uh, kind of curve up on both the left and right, leading to sort of a balcony one story up around this large area, which is, let's see, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, about 60 feet by oh, yeah. uh, 50 feet wide. I and remember the layout. About three floors. No, this is a much larger house than the, that one. Oh. Yes. See, also in the center, there is a set of stairs that goes down a story into an area down there that's about 30 feet wide and 20 feet deep, sort of in between what are some columns down below and uh, some sort of hallway uh, beyond those. And then um, as these stairs kind of go up to the balcony on that second floor, there's a set of doors, well, one door each on uh, both the left and right up there. Is Stevador anywhere to be seen or no? No, he is nowhere to be seen. Okay. Let's go see the big guy. Yeah. Uh, um, any guesses where that might be? How oh, you know this? Kind of call out like, hello? Hello, master of this domain. Uh, we seek an audience. Your voices echo throughout the room. Um, one other thing that I don't think I mentioned is also up above, there is a skylight that you can sort of see out through as well. And you can see just the overcast sky and whatever light was outside is shining in through that. Hmm. I have I have an idea of where this is going, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I wasn't really adding that as like something you need to pay attention to. No, no, no. But just the overall the past. overall setting, this gray sort of neutral, like gloomy setting, the gloomy, neutral, monotone servant. Like, like, I'm wondering what like what kind of being lives here. You know what I mean? Well, let's go in and find out. Hobbit's yeah. going to start walking in. Yeah, we're all inside. So where do yeah, we go? Okay, Everybody is inside. Yeah. Uh, should we go check out upstairs? Why I would we go so. upstairs first? Let, let's check out the current floor we're on and see mm -hmm. if he's in maybe the master's like 
area. Like, I, yeah, what, there, what is, call it, the there is actually nothing on the current floor that you can go to. You can either go up the stairs or you can go oh, down the stairs. Okay, well then, yeah, I guess upstairs is fine. <laughs> I, th- I thought there would be more around this massive house than just a stairway that goes up and a stairway that goes down. Let's well, face I'm sure it. there is. It's just not that easy. Right. Anybody who's important places themselves above. You got to ascend. You have to climb up. That's just the rule of thumb. That's what I live by. You can do your thing, so, Javrell. I'm sorry. You just do your thing. If so you're like, better than people, care. you put yourself higher on the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. So are you going up to the left or to the right? Pass it to the left. Sure. Okay. Man with the plan. So entering uh, the door on the left, uh, there is a hallway that sort of stretches off to the left. The hallway is 20 feet wide, so if you were to open that door, 20 feet in front of you is another door on the opposite side of the hall. It continues a little off to the right, about five feet, but it's just sort of a dead end there. And this uh, wide, 20-foot wide hallway continues off to the left, another 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, about 80 feet. To a door or to a dead end? Um, there are there. two doors on the right and one door on the left. Oh. About the door right in front of us. Uh, or, I don't know, does anyone want to just go maybe open the other door? Like, yep. that's on this floor? Like, we just opened this, it's a big hallway, like, what's... Maybe oh, to the, to the right? Good. Let's yeah. go right and see what's up there. Yeah, let's see do that. what it is, and then we can decide which way we want to go. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, as you open the door on the right, this hallway appears to be almost an exact mirror of that hall on your left, whereas you look across, you see one door, and as you look to the right, down this hallway that is also 20 feet wide and about 80 feet long, you see two more doors on the left and one other door on the right. Both of these hallways have sort of a wood paneling that comes up to maybe about, oh, two and a half, three feet with uh, with some trim over the top of it. Um, the rest of the hallway is sort of wallpapered, um, um, it's sort of um, blue with some vertical white stripes. The carpet in here is red and runs the length of the hallway. There are some uh, sort of, it looks like, um, I guess, oil lamp fixtures on the wall every 15 feet or so. Man, this place is out of date. If these two hallways, you know, on either side kind of look identical to one another, before we start poking around in those doors, let's just go down the stairs, like through the like the middle there, um, from that land, like that, that entry area we were in, and see what's over there first. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. So uh, heading back to the uh, the entryway, uh, you head down the stairs. And as you head down, maybe about a 20-foot-long staircase that takes you down uh, down a floor. Uh, it's about 10 feet wide. Um, there's sort of, uh, you know, some railings on either side, um, marble with some columns there. And uh, there are four pillars on both the left and the right as you get down, maybe about 10 feet past the stairs there. And you could walk in between those four pillars um, to a hallway about 10 by 10 that runs off to both the right and the left. 
Okay, well, this is not going to be easy to just find this thing. Um, Sherelle, your defined sense noticed when, when, when it was when, it, when you were scanning. Did you get a, a direction? Uh, we were still outside the house, so I'm pretty sure it just told me it was in the house. Okay, you didn't um, get like a up or down kind of thing. I thought something was like below. What we would probably be best to do is to go back upstairs and use it again there in the middle of the house. It's only 60 feet. I only get 60 feet of information. And can you just do that at will, right? There's no limit to how many times you can use device. I can only do it two more times before a long rest is needed. Okay, well, I think one would be beneficial now then. Okay, so let's go back upstairs and I'll do it in the, the foyer. So in the balcony there or just right by the doors entering the house? Uh, in the In the middle of the stairs. Uh, which stairs? I want the ones that go up and the ones that go down. How close together are they? Okay. So as you're looking into the house, uh, there's, it's probably about 10 by 15 feet, uh, 10 feet wide by 15 feet long of a flat area. Mm-hmm. There's staircases that curve up out both to the left and the right. And they sort of, they start out to the sides and then curve out towards in front of you as they meet the walls there. Yep. And then in, from that landing straight ahead, there are the stairs down. So I want to stand by in the middle landing that goes down on either okay. side of me are the stairs. And I'm yep. going to do it there with 60 feet of. Okay. Right detection. by the doors. Yep. Do I detect anything within 60 feet? Within 60 feet? No, you no longer detect anything. Except for the, um, you know. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. still detect that. Well, you you still detect the hell out of that, yes. That's not going away. Daryl can remind that he might want to cut Felix's head off. No, and <laughs> when you turn your spiritual eye away from it, there's a purple after image, sort of the same as if you kind of looked at the sun for a second and then looked away. Right. But in that sight. Um, I wish we knew what we were looking for because I do have locate creature we, yeah, I could we, don't, ma- we don't know what it is though I could maybe find Stevedore oh that's actually a good idea hold on hold on though I, I might not have the spell I, I, I already used the fourth level spell to banish uh, Hoblet so I don't have another fourth level spell god damn it you only have one fourth level spell slot I'm a paladin I don't get yeah I don't get the high ones yeah you well, su- suppose I could scry on Stevedore. Oh, if you can. Let's try that. Let's see where he's at. I have the scrying spell. It's a yeah, fifth, uh, just fifth run, level. Yep, run the rules is written by us real quick. Sure. <clears throat> One second. Okay. Fifth level divination. Uh my focus is my music so i'm just kind of muttering like stevedore stevedore as i'm strumming along i can see and hear a particular creature i choose that is on the same plane of existence the target must make a wisdom saving throw which is modified by how well i know the target and the sort of all and the sort of (laughs) physical connection i may have to it which is very little uh, if a target knows you're casting the spell, it can fail the saving throw voluntarily if it wants 
to be observed. Uh, on a successful save, the target isn't affected and you can't use the spell again for 24 hours. So on a failed save, uh, I could create a sensor within 10 feet of the target. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. A, tar- a creature that can see invisible objects can see the sensor as a luminous orb. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, Fran's not the only person who can roll nat 20s around here. Oh, God damn it. That sucks. And no, you do not find Stevedore. Damn it. Uh, I have another idea then. Um, I will use detect evil and good, and we can walk through the house, and I will detect a fiend within 30 feet of me at any time in the next 10 minutes. Let's do it. Sounds great. If you come within 30 feet of a fiend, I will let you know. Okay. And that was what I sensed before, yeah. right? And that there'll be the next 10 minutes of real time, I believe. Okay. In that case, uh... so they'll more or less take us to the end of an episode. Yeah. Why don't we go down and pick one of the doors down? Something is telling me down. I don't know. I'm just feeling it. Could it be in the eye? The eye in your forehead telling you down? <laughs> Um, the Jarrell, eye doesn't whisper to me, okay? Like, it's it's fine. Like, case. I'm okay. That's what the eye would say. <laughs> Jarrell will shake his head and just head down the stairs. Okay. You uh, head down the stairs. Um, once you hit the bottom of the stairs, uh, there's about 10 feet and then there's those columns on either side and you can go past those and there's a a wall 10 feet in front of you. Um, much the same as the walls in the hallways upstairs as well, except, uh, the wood is painted white in this room and the, um, the wallpaper above it is a light green. Light green. Wallpaper. Light green. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it continues off either direction in sort of the uh, the columns on once on your left as you look left and on your right as you look right in the wall beyond on the other uh, past that sort of make a ten foot wide hallway going in either direction for uh, let's see ten twenty five feet each way. Gerald's waiting for the rest of the group to determine which way left or right. Okay, we only have 10 minutes, so he's going left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jarrell, say, you, you're the radar. You move. Yeah. We follow. As long as oh, I want to make sure that you're all following me and I'm not walking by myself. Yeah. Nobody unless else. Something's, unless, I, think, I think unless someone says otherwise, we're following you. Yeah. Okay. Um, you head off to the left. And as you uh, reach uh, sort of the end there, another 10 foot hallway sort of opens off to the left. Um, just um, on the other side of a wall from um, from the floor above. Just across. So as you were looking to the left uh, when you got to the bottom of the stairs, just past those columns, there was also a door that would have been ahead of you there. So on the left. Pick a door, Jarrell. There's only a door on the left? Yeah, there's only one door over there in yeah. that general area. Open the door. Okay. Uh, you do open the door. Uh, a plain wooden door, and it creaks open, and you enter a room where there are many coats hung 
in a room that is 20 feet wide in front of you and extends 30 feet off to the left. Overcoats, trench coats, fur coats, just hundreds and hundreds of coats in this room. Nothing else but coats? Nothing but coats that you can see immediately. Jarrell, fur is murder, okay? I don't think this is the right room. <laughs> Jarrell leaves the room. Boris um, grabs the most fabulous fur coat she can reach. I was just going to say the that same Quinn thing. Quinn has not already grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so both Quinn and... Uh, in Boris, you may add one fabulous fur coat to each of your inventories. I'm literally writing that fabulous fur coat. One fabulous fur coat. So Boris really has a problem stealing things, huh? Boris is just, I, th- I think that's actually one of her personality traits, if I remember correctly. It's not theft if I have more use for it than someone else. This person clearly has enough jackets. Right. I am slowly growing to admire your lack of respect for the law and feel as though a nice friendship is brewing between Boris and Hoblet. (laughs) I'm very much looking forward to the things that we can illegally get the group to do together. We all expected this to happen, and now we're seeing it happen in real time. He's just, I have, Hoblet hasn't said anything yet. But like he's just witnessing all this crime, unnecessary crime, chaotic crime that he just like taking shit, smashing shit, whatever. Fuck it, that's what I do. You steal shit, great. Let's fucking break and steal everything. In this entire time as well, Boris has not put away the crowbar that she had like threatened to remove the eye with earlier. So she's just been walking through this house carrying a crowbar around. That's like your. That's like Hoblet's second favorite tool. Yeah, let's do. All right, all right. Um, okay. So Daryl's back here. in the hallway. All right. So everyone has exited the coat room aside for uh, aside from some mild pillaging, mm-hmm. <sighs> pilfering. Sure, that too. Accessorizing. Yes, also that. It's all perspective. <laughs> um. There's more hallway and a door. Uh, yes, there's more hallway and another door down here. Let's just do it. Hoblet's getting fed up with all these doors. He's walking down. Let's see what's in this next door. You'll tell me if I'm 30 feet from a fiend in the next 10 minutes, right? Yes. Yes. If by the end of this episode you run into a fiend, I will let you know 30 feet before you run into that fiend. All right. Uh, are there more doors uh, down the hallway or just the one door? Okay, so in the right section, um, there is another door. It is, uh, as you go to the right, you pass the columns, you turn right, and then a little ways down on the left, there is another door okay. about 15 feet down that uh, pseudo hallway. There are, by the way, a pair of potted plants at the end of that hall. Maybe they're ferns of some sort, maybe about six foot high and you know, um, I guess, um, you know, maybe like a 10 gallon pot, something, you know, about, oh, you know, foot and a half around, foot or so deep. Are those plants green and living or are they also dead like the ones? Green outside? and living? 
um, from 15 feet away, they appear to be normal plants. Okay. They they resemble the sort of ferns that um, that uh, a previous More. party member would have loved. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, what's the point of having a house this big if you're not gonna have a fucking doorbell? Like, if you're all the way back in the house and someone comes, like, bring a package, you're never going to hear them knocking. Well, apparently, when you're the only resident of a fucking realm, what use do you have for a doorbell? I don't know, but if Amazon shows up, you're going to want to know your neighbor's going to come fucking porch pirate your ass. I don't think... This guy's being real bold. We just were dropped down here. Okay, I don't think that you understand just exactly how, like... Never mind. There is no home in which you can escape from Daddy Jeff Bezos. <laughs> right, right. They'll deliver anywhere, dude. Unless they're unionized here, in which case, yeah, he's not coming anywhere near this place. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, you can ask Stevedore's opinion on organized labor when you next encounter him. Um, <laughs> so the the door and the hallway on the right next to the ferns. They don't yes. sense anything outside yes, of it. Just before the ferns, there is a door there. Uh, that door is locked. For now. Uh, uh, Boris, who cannot yeah. fail at opening this door. Uh, well, maybe. You, you, Quinn, you can possibly fail. What? Yeah, Boris goes up and what skill do you use a crowbar with? No, Why no, no. the you crowbar? You can pick a lock without failing. Stop, stop, stop. She's holding the crowbar. Check and has not shown plant. anybody this yet. So. Check the potted plants. Unnecessary crime. <laughs> there is probably a key in one of the plants. What? Right, what Quinn, please check the plants before she breaks the door. Yeah, that's yes. a question. I'm also just saying, like, we literally have a walking, talking, like, like, like skeleton key, essentially. Sleight of hand? No. It would be probably athletic since you're using strength to force a door open. Uh, check the plants, the, Quinn, while she's debating check, whether hurry she and check the doing. plants. I'm checking the plants. <laughs> okay. Checking the plants. Make an investigation check. Probably a terrible idea. 17. You can't find what isn't there. Okay. <laughs> you do check quite thoroughly. I hate that. I hate quite a bit of dirt for things that aren't even there anyway. There's dirt scattered all over the place. It's all up in the carpet. It's going to take Stevedore like an hour to get this clean by now. You may want to wash your hands at the next opportunity. There's some dirt under your fingernails. It's kind of gross. It's obvious is. that you did it. <laughs> Boris, since you're holding that crowbar, uh, may I suggest maybe a more sensible tool for opening this locked door in that the thing that you do so well with your lockpicks. Well, at the same time, Boris is making the attempt on the door, so you're not going to have the chance to dissuade her. Son Um, of a bitch. What check are you making? What are my options? Athletics and... Yeah, um... Yeah, athletics, unless you can justify something different. Like, you uh, would have to campaign for it. A sleight of hand. Okay, so after staring at it for a while, you said that the door's in, like, the middle of a... How far is the door from a wall on either side? Um, It's just in a wall. Um, 
the nearest other wall would be 10 feet behind you if you were uh, facing the door. So it's a 10 foot oh. wide hallway. Like, on, okay, so 10 feet on the sides is the door, like right in the middle of the hallway where it would be yeah. like five feet away from the wall on either side? No, that it's in the middle of the wall on the hallway. So on either side of the door, there's about 15 feet of wall each way. Uh, so, can Jarrell use his protective fighting style to protect the door? <laughs> if you care to step no. in between Boris and the door, I don't think that's a smart plan. Can but, I um, try to use breaking doors has like... never worked out for any of you, and none of you, that's... none of you feel like we should just maybe not break a door this time. <laughs> you also realize that this is the first time we've had Hoblet with us in a long time, and Besides, I feel like Boris it's... is already committed to making the attempt to break the door. Jarrell is, Jarrell is using his protective hard. fighting style. If she sticks the crowbar in near, like above her, kind of in like the slit of the door, and then tries to use use acrobatics to like swing off of it to try to like pry it open. Sure, make it an acrobatics check. I'll take it. Yes. Twenty five. Yes, you find you manage to wrench it in just the right spot and pop the hinge of the door. Well done, kid. I don't need lockpicks anymore. Jarrell again oh, no. face palms. That is completely not what he meant. <laughs> this room has no light in it, so it is dark save for those who either brought an artificial light into here or have or dark have dark vision. vision. I have dark yes. vision. 120 feet of devil sight, baby. <laughs> All right. So oh, you had to go there, Fran. This is no longer the dark meetings anymore. You've got 120 feet. You had to trump everybody else. I'm over here with a glowing drumstick, and poor Boris is stuck by me to try to see something. Yeah, Boris can't see anything. She still feels a little drunk, and she's riled up from opening the door, so she just throws her crowbar into the room. The crowbar clatters at the other end of the room. This appears to be a storage room with several uh, barrels and crates scattered about um, quite a bit of open space in the middle of the room. And um, it looks like um, crates stacked floor to ceiling along the left side of the room. It is about 40 feet deep by 35 feet wide. This isn't what we came here for. So there's nobody, okay. The downstairs was the wrong choice. So would you say that this house is a thousand feet like if a thousand feet is that like the whole house the dimensions of the house would be let's see square footage um let's see it's about 300 by 200 so within a thousand feet you can see something so within a thousand feet i would cover the whole house yes all right i'm gonna eat a pot of casting no, Hedrick has that. But did I give it to him? I still have the little thing. Oh, no. Technically, you might physically have the card. However, you... upon your departure, you imparted oh. it unto me. Now, Hoblet, I want you to know I've made good use of this thing. I happen good. to have a little uh, thing going with my loyal listeners where I release a a pod and I cast it out into the unknown. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. Well, you could also use it now to talk to everyone inside of this house. 
Hey, get out. You know what, pal? I haven't used it in a little bit, so if you want, I could hand it over to you, and you can say whatever you want. Hobbit yeah. opens his mouth. There you go, baby bird, baby bird. There you go, open wide. <laughs> and just eats one. So, so Hedrick still has it. He just yeah, gave but, one to yeah. me. Fire um, away, dude. So. All of you can hear too, I guess. Uh, you know we're here. We're in your storage closet. Come and find us. <laughs> and I it's not too late. So we just I'm just gonna kinda like hang out here for a second. I opening containers in the room. That was a good idea. Okay, so um, wait, what are you trying to do there, Boris? Yeah, just start opening stuff. I mean, if we're just waiting in the room, she just starts kind of looking around. All right. The first crate you open has nothing but paper towels in it. <laughs> Not oh, interesting. this is one of those people. <laughs> those things are like, you know, magical. They absorb the elements. It's amazing. Um, let it be known Hoblet is in the hallway kind of looking I feel like we were kind of at a dead end yeah there was nothing further beyond this room that you okay. can see so far no so one's really checked looking, that. you know kind of back up the way that we came uh, all right maybe humming in my head we're going through your shit we're going through your shit we're going through your shit <laughs> While Boris is opening crates. All right, and the camera kind of uh, fades out on um, on yeah. The camera sort of fades out on Hoblet singing the "We're Going Through Your Shit" theme, and we sort of close back to you know fade to black on this episode of uh, the Hapless Heroes. Ah, uh, damn! It's about to get real. Yeah, it's about to get real, but we're going to make it get real next time. If you like us, or if you really despise the sort of things I do at the end of episodes, leaving the cliffhangeriest of cliffhangers, or just deciding that, you know, you're here at this place, we're going to call the episode with just, you know, a little smash cut to black or fade out or something like that. I don't know, just trust me on how it looks in my head. It's radio, okay? But anyway, if you do like us or uh, any of that, you can find us on the internet we're in such places as uh, reddit slash r slash hapless heroes podcast we are on facebook search for hapless heroes podcast we are also on both instagram and twitter at hapless heroes there are sticky posts in each of those places that will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server where you can meet and greet and chat and exchange memes and talk to us about uh just about any topic ranging from your cat or your dog or your uh, ongoing D&D game or your experience listening to this podcast or even just random off-topic stuff. And, you know, we're, we're there daily, just about all of us, you know, out there being cool and uh, being part of a growing community of people. And we would encourage you to come and join us and, you know, hang out, be part of our uh, D&D community. It's a good time. It'd be pretty cool if you did. Yeah. 
Now, if you really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. I don't need to go rattling off the list of all the podcast services. I trust that you have found the one that works for you by now. Um, but uh, if that podcast service allows you to leave reviews, please leave us a good, honest review. We hope it's five stars. Um, but, you know, whether or not it is, we will read your review on air and we will recognize you as the five-star human being that you are. Now, if you really, really like us, though, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hapless We have a variety of reward tiers um, from, you know, it's a little, um, you know, one of the lesser tiers. You get to join a uh, patrons-only channel on our uh, on our Discord server, and uh, you get to, you know, have some extra special, super exclusive, you know, uh, mahogany-plated experience. Uh, I don't know in there in the patron lounge with us uh one thing you get seen uh in there but also on our patreon would be our bloopers some of our outtakes and uh let me tell you i think we're uh starting to get back into a uh, renaissance of really great outtakes here starting our recording just a little earlier in the evening and uh we got uh you know we got a good group of people here we're gonna make you laugh probably if you weren't laughing you've probably already run for the hills And if you like us, right now, you love us, Sally Field and the whole deal. Go in search of rare and powerful artifacts. And I'm talking, you know, the most powerful you could possibly find. Search every corner of the globe for unexplored ruins. Like Indiana Jones style? That hold artifacts of untold power. The booby trap kind. Find an artifact of untold power and use its power to become the most awesome, powerful, unstoppable wizard the world has ever seen. With this power that the world cannot do anything to stop, you will instruct each and every human being on Earth to listen to the Hapless Heroes podcast on your That's quest doable. for domination. Yep, that's doable. Very doable. Very doable. <laughs> Very doable, and uh, as a potential role model, I advocate doing this. Seal of approval. Yeah. Or, or, I approve. <laughs> Seal of approval. I love it. <laughs> and after a pun like that, the only thing we can possibly do to uh, save our rapidly decaying dignity is to outro our cast. We're going to go opposite of how I started off to my right with the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesca. Jokes on you, I never had any dignity to begin with. To his right, we have Hoblet the Smasher, played by James. We're going through their shit. To his right, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Until next time. To his right, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. Doors just don't stop us. To his right, we have Boris the Benevolent, played by Nicole. This fabulous fur coat is made of dignity. And to her right, we have Hedrick the Entertainer, played by Phil. Hopefully this quest will be a quicker picker-upper. Oh. (laughs) My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master this evening. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye now. Bye. I hate it. Bye. I see what you did there. I hate it. I hate it. Amazing.